0: Welcome to the Fantasy Addict Dynasty podcast with your hosts, Andrew Amor and
1: Frank Cicalise.
2: Welcome back to the Fantasy Addicts Dynasty podcast. It's uh, good to be back
0: here in the studio. How are we doing today, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Frank. Um, just, you know, Golden State and Six, you were right. Uh, well played. Um, yeah,
2: called it everyone. Hope you've uh, put all your life savings on that one.
1: Yeah, uh, Charlene, how you going? Welcome in. Um I would like to have a bit of credit for that one. I did say that as well. I think I said that first. I also sent it in the chat uh, to show everyone the bets that they should have made. I'm sure everyone followed in my footsteps because I win every bet that I ever show anyone.
0: No one likes to show um,
1: about how But yeah, just just uh, let everybody know um, I'm the biggest Golden State fan there ever is or was. I was on him from day dot, you know, Steph Curry for life. Uh, how you feeling, Joel? What's going on? Uh, Yeah, good. Glad to be here. Um, Yeah,
2: nobody likes Boston, um, so it's good to see them lose. Um, Still think the Nets were robbed, but, you know, we'll move on from that. Um, Kevin Durant is still my goat, and that uh, Warriors win won't tarnish his legacy because everyone loves Kevin. Um, But, yeah, this is a fantasy football podcast, fellas, and let's get stuck in. Big day for big day for everyone. Yeah, I think Deshaun yeah. Watson. Let's hit the news, Frank. Okay, we'll hit the news. Oh, how about you hit us with the first little bit of news there? You touched on it, Joel. Um, Deshaun Watson. He's now settled with 20 out of 24 lawsuits, and they have been settled outside of court. Um, I don't know personally. It looks like a little bit of hush money. I don't know if that means he's guilty. I don't know what kind of impact this might have on his suspension. Um, at least legally, that's a little bit of clearer water for Deshaun Watson. So that's probably got to be a positive for you, Joel. What do you reckon? Yeah, all I'm hearing with that is four out of 20 haven't been settled. And no, four out of 24, even better. So, um, you know, good news if you're a Deshaun Watson uh, fantasy owner in Dynasty. Um, Yeah, it's a good day, Frank. A lot of bad days being a Deshaun Watson owner. But today, not one of them. that's good to see. Um, I'll knock over a lot of the news that's happened in the past week. So we had, uh, about a week ago, we had Ron Rivera coming out and saying, we're not trading Terry McLaurin. Terrible news for you, Charlene. I'm sure you want him out of there and away from Carson Wentz. But I don't think he'll be going anywhere. Maybe he is stubborn enough to hold out. It'll be interesting to see. Otherwise, they'll be getting extension done for him. Um, some great news for me to hear. Mike McCarthy's come out and said Ezekiel Elliott is completely healthy now. Um, he's been running with the first. Obviously, a lot of Tony Pollard hype. I'm not even going to bring it up, Joel. Um, but I think Ezekiel Elliott's going to be healthy. He's going to have, you know, be just as involved as he was last season or something similar to that. So, again, which that's is great unfortunate for, for um, yeah, everyone, really. The Dallas Cowboys um, fantasy players um football fans um yeah the, the greater community so um yeah sad yeah, day well, woe's you. sorry um, i said woes you um and then and some news that came out a few days ago as well <laughs> <the NFL. laughs> yeah what does that mean woe's you? Like, am i supposed to feel bad for you that that tony pollard's not as good as ezekiel elliott like i just do not well he's way better. Like, I mean we can have these word of the
0: month
1: coming out was of you, that, man.
0: Is that Shakespeare was
1: No, no, Shakespeare? yeah. Did you did you look at that up on the thesaurus or something? No. <laughs> thesaurus. Confused. <laughs> man, I'm
2: confused, man. Yeah, uh, you guys don't use too many big words. I might have to sort of dumb it down a I little bit. i let it slide because I thought I was the dumbass that didn't understand what
1: he said. <laughs> That's why <laughs> yeah. I just went quiet. But oh, it's, it's, you... it's better that you're you all dumbasses then. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, We also had had the NFL saying apparently they want a significant suspension for Deshaun Watson. So it just feels like with every day of good news, you get a day of bad news with Deshaun Watson. Um, I think we all know he's not going to be able to get away with this without a suspension. How long that might be still remains to be seen. Um, Obviously, there's some more hype coming out of camp for Pierre Strong saying that he might lead the... Running back room in New England, I don't know. It's, it's this time this time of the offseason where they give rookies a lot of hype. Wait and see if that comes to fruition. But the big news that happened overnight in the NFL is uh, in frankly, in my mind, greatest tight end of all time. Rob Gronkowski has announced that he's retiring from the NFL. I think a lot of people are expecting him to be back for one more season with Tom. Um, you know, it's gonna be sad to see him go. He's a great character in the NFL and uh I'll let you guys join in. What do you guys think of Gronk retiring? Pretty upsetting, personally. I'd love to see him play. It's
1: pretty sad, but, uh, you know, it's hard to really sit back and be like, oh, he's actually done, because you actually have no idea it's with him and Tom anymore. Um, i seen on all, like, the posts, like, on Instagram and stuff, everyone's like, yeah, but how long? So it's like, hasn't really hit me. um. Uh, I don't think he's gonna come back because I don't know why he would just retire now and then come back. Kind of doesn't make sense because I can't see Tom playing another year, but I don't know. it's Tom Brady. uh but yeah, it is sad that's like the go to tight ends, so um sad to see him go, but you know it's been a while since we saw him be an absolute God, so it's you know it's kind of something something coming you know
0: just a just a quick reflection did anyone ever own Gronk in fantasy in the, in the pod? I never have.
1: No. Nah. Oh, you mean ever like in any kind of league?
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Nah.
2: Yeah. I, I was know, never, that. I was, I've actually never owned him either. Yeah. I don't think any of us, um, you know, went tight end early for a lot of those, a lot of the years that we've played fantasy now come to think of it. Um, again, I'm not Calcet's totally against this year. I feel like, it's sort of coming across as maybe that's something that we all do and we all deliberately do. I just don't think it's fallen that
0: way for us. He's always had that Ben Circle Mitch Ryan stink about him, old grunt. But yeah, yeah they great do player. To reach.
1: Yeah, no, great player. Um, didn't yeah, uh, uh, didn't Elliot draft him? Good, oh, good mate.
0: Yeah, big Elliot. Shout out big, you.
1: Uh, yeah, good, good on you, Elliot.
0: <laughs> we know you. We know you're listening to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, and then to round out the news, some more good news for my running back room. So I'd love to hear it. Cam Akers reportedly 100 percent healthy at minicamp. Um he gee, was. he's gonna take over this backfield. We've already got Darrell Henderson busted again. You've got um what's the running the rookie running back's name, Charlene? That's uh, stinking up your bench.
1: Oh, Kyron Williams.
2: That's it. Yeah, he's gonna be he's injured too. There's no one else there. It's the K makers show. He's going to run away with this job in the first three weeks. I'm going to have myself a top 10 dynasty running back there, but that's a conversation for another day. I don't want to uh, start any arguments this early in the playoffs. He looked bad in the playoffs. Yeah, he came back in from Achilles six months, Like after six months. What do you, you want? You just said from you him? didn't want to have this argument. Move on, Frank.
0: <laughs> Why don't <did> you start <laughs> it? I'm happy to have it if you want to. We're going no, to have, it. We're
2: not I'll have it. it no I've decided it's oh, it. going to be another one we're going to do another episode on this where we can just scream at each other. Um one thing I did mention before we started recording and I want to touch on it here. Um I, obviously I've got our main league, my priority, my life, um you know, i check that league every single day. Um but in another league, dynasty league that I'm in, uh, I've got a trade offer currently um you know, in awaiting my decision. Um, I've ending. been offered a 2025 first-round pick. So obviously, it's a, quite a while away. Um, for Josh Palmer and a 2023 second-round pick. So what do we think of that? That's tough, honestly, because Josh Palmer is buried behind, you know, Mike Williams, who's just got an extension, and Keenan Allen, who's under
0: contract for the next, I think, I believe it's the next two years, or could be more. Hey, can you repeat that? It's it's uh, Josh Palmer and what? A 2023 second round pick. Or a 25 first? Yeah.
2: What? I'm going to need some context.
0: This 23 second,
2: does the team project to be good or does the team project to be bad? Well, the team that's made the offer is trying to get their own 2023 team back. 2023 second back. Their team doesn't look too bad if I'm being completely honest. I don't imagine that they're going to be that low like they've got some talent on their roster they've got um they've got jalen hurts russell wilson they've got javante williams antonio gibson jalen waddle hunter renfro damian harris they've got kenneth walker rashad white brandon iu
0: like yeah all right um they've got some talent do you are you in on josh palmer that's what it that's what it comes down to if you're out on him take the first if you
1: like him i like that side also, do you do you think your team's gonna be good by then? Because I know the team sucks right now. Will my
2: team be good by then? Yeah. No, my team's good now, mate. My team's good now. Good. No, it's not good now. Next year's gonna be my year, I think. Or next year, the year after.
1: It's hard to be talking about twenty-five picks, but um. Oh. That's
0: when uh, Berjo will be coming into the league. Shout out, Berjo!
1: <laughs> Shout out, Berjo! 2K25. Well, I'm
2: just going to quick, <laughs> yeah. before I sort of make a decision, I'm going to make a decision live on air here. I'm going to have a look at Keenan Allen's contract here. So he's under contract, obviously, this season, next season, and the year after. So currently he's got $26 million in dead cap this year. So that's obviously not happening. Um, and then he's got seven million in dead cap the year after, so you'd imagine that he's still going to be on the roster. But the year after that, he's owed twenty-six million dollars, and their only their dead cap would only be two point seven. So really, I've got this year and next year for Keenan Allen to wait on Josh Palmer, and then you're hoping that they don't address the position in the draft of free agency over the next two years for Josh Palmer to really have relevance. Would we agree with that? Yeah,
1: go- it's i think it i think it comes down to if you really think Josh Palmer is good and then if you know that there's going to be a guy in the second in this year's draft in the NFL draft that you know you'll be keeping your eye on like cuz i know for me in this year's second round it, once you got past um you know the Green Bay wide receiver one and the Kansas City wide receiver one in the draft uh yeah. there was it, it got ugly really quickly so I think that's how you got to look at it as well so yeah.
2: I think there uh, will be talent in the second round of the 2023 draft however does it does it matter that I've already I've got four 23 second round picks so like losing one is less of a loss to me than it would be to another team and I've also got four third round picks in next 2025. year 2025. Also projects to be a super draft. <laughs> Man does his research. And he, seen the pro- I'm making this. I'm accepting this trade. I've decided. I've I've talked it through. He's done it. He's he's
1: he's thought about it. So he's what done side done. are you taking?
2: The for 2025 first round pick. I would too. Yeah, yeah go me, too. everyone. Get excited. is, is Josh Palmer sucks. You can exactly, yeah. you can never have too Why many not? first round picks. Am I right? You definitely yeah, no, can't. I've got a lot of
0: them, you can never have enough. Congrats on the sex, exactly Frank. Right.
2: well, I'm the glad we worked route, through yeah. that, and I do appreciate that team. Uh, let's get stuck deep deep into
0: yeah.
2: Hold on, on hold that.
1: on. Before, before we start, um, just want to say you missed the news about Odell Beckham Jr., uh, there's rumors he might be going to the Bengals, and then there's also. Two days later, rumors he's gonna be re-signing with the Ramps. Um, this is a really big deal because this this wide receiver is probably top three in the league. So just keep your eyes out. All right, everyone.
2: Um no, I'm surprised you can still
0: walk just quietly. That
1: that's the guy right there. So uh keep your eyes out. If he goes to the Bengals, that's actually pretty cool though. That's actually pretty cool. And, I don't think just it's going gone. following.
0: Good. Just following Charlene, the uh Deshaun Jackson news to the Niners, the rumors they're heating up. Uh Look for him on your waiver wires and your dynasty. Uh it could be a stash. <laughs>
1: Whoever he goes to,
0: play if they play one. the
1: cowboys. If they play the cowboys any time that year, that's when you need that's when you pick him up. You bet him for <laughs> first touchdown. Yep. And that, that's like Sammy Watkins cowboys. week one. He just loves reversing the Cowboys. I don't know. He he hates him.
2: I think a lot of people hate He's the Cowboys. 50,
1: so I think so. I hit that fifty to one. It's Exclusive a great day. Group.
2: Couldn't believe
1: it was him. All right, let's get into
2: it. All right, let's do it. So the main part of this episode is going to be our off-season winners and losers at the wide receiver position. Um, just like last time, actually, maybe you want to change it up. I'm going to leave it to you, Joel. Winners first, losers first. How do you want to do this? Um. Let's do winners first. Um, People love winners. Um, So, yeah, then we can get into the fun stuff. We're just talking about shit, players, the losers. All right, let's do it. Charlene, who's your winner? I I want you to go first. I want you to set the tone. You want me to go
1: first? All right, let's set the tone. Um, Look, he's not everyone's uh, first first pick when they see him. Uh, He's definitely not mine. Everyone forgets about what he's done in his whole career. Um, He's had a 1,000 yards every single season. Uh, he plays with the greatest quarterback in the NFL of all time. It's Mike Evans. Uh, now, he's my off-season winner, only because when you first started the off-season, you thought he didn't have a quarterback. And then after maybe two weeks of Tom being at home with his kids, he decided, fuck that, I don't like my kids. I'm coming back. And uh, so he got his he got his quarterback back. He's also going to be playing for the first few I don't know three weeks without his number two and uh, Chris Godwin. It's just going to be heaps of targets his way. And then also with the breaking news today, um, Gronk just retired. So if he stays retired, that's even more targets to Mike Evans. Um, and even though he might get twenty targets one game, and only catch like five of them. Uh, you know that it's going to be a big day for him, because especially the first month of the season, I, I I won't be surprised at all if he's wide receiver one. Um, so I, I definitely think he's a huge winner of the offseason. He's not, uh he's, he is getting older. Uh, if he was in my dynasty league, I'd probably, if I had him, I'd probably uh, keep him for that first like six weeks, see if I could sell him. I, I reckon he's not a bad sell high candidate either. Um, I, I'm sure we'll get into that at, uh, later on in the off season uh, in one of our podcasts of uh, so you know, sell highs and buy lows. Um, but I, I don't think anyone disagrees with me here. Like, this, he's awesome, and he's going to be even more awesome because he's going to be like the only guy there, him and Russell Gage. Like, he's got no no competition at all, and they throw the ball a lot. So, yeah, uh, Andrew, he is
2: he's my gonna eat. he's, he's going to eat, eat, Andrew. I don't do not want to play you and Mike Evans in the first four
0: weeks of the season. Well, um, <clears throat> I was going to do Mike Evans, just in case no one did it, but uh, shout out you, Charlene, very sharp. Um, just, gotcha. I just had, some, just had some stats down here. Tom Brady had the most attempts in the red zone last year, 123 pass attempts. Had the most completions and the most touchdowns, 74 completions, 29 touchdowns. Gronks are tired. Godwin's not there. How many touchdowns do you think Mike gets early? One, two a game? <clears throat> it's going to be fun. Oh, sure. If he doesn't average one a game, I'm going to be very surprised. But yeah, so he he had eight red zone touchdowns last year. Like he's just he's gonna go crazy. Um, but yeah, I love Mike Evans. We'll never sell high on Mike Evans. Um, it's me and Mike till till death do us part. Bit a bit of Shakespeare for you, Frank. But um, yeah, uh, uh, girl, you have any, any Mike Evans takes good player.
1: There you go. Next good, week, you I, go. Did you hear
2: that, listeners. Good player. <laughs>
1: Oh, just by the way, just want to add to those stats that you said in the first five weeks, even if Chris Godwin comes back by week five, st- they he might not even play this game because he's versus Atlanta week five. They've got Dallas, New Orleans, Green Bay, Kansas City, and the Falcons. So that is either shootout or nice... yeah, exactly. So, um, I'd be very excited for that for yeah. that first month of, of Becoming... my coming.
0: Big Tommy loves to run up the score too, doesn't he?
2: Yeah, he you doesn't care. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat down the Falcons by 40 points. <laughs> All right. Who's going next? Frank? Yeah, I'm happy to bring shots? up my winner. Um, so once maybe I wouldn't I don't know if I'd call it under the radar, but I guess the player's not as high profile as someone like Mike Evans. He's not, you know, he's not inside your top, you know, 20 wide receivers in dynasty. He wouldn't be inside your top 30 or maybe even 40. But a winner of the off-scene, it's got to be Alan Lazard. So, personally, obviously, you've had Devontae Adams leave town. But then we've also had the likes of MVS leave town as well. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers is still there. He did end up re-signing. And he's still going to need a target to throw to. And as much as I like to get excited about Christian Watson and what he can be in that offense, and I think he can, you know, as the season progresses, turn into the, you know, primary target in this high-powered Aaron Rodgers-led offense. But I don't want to forget that towards the end of the year, Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard started to build a connection. Finally, I think people have been screaming out for this to happen. So he finished the season with 17.9 fantasy points in week four. Had a down week against Baltimore where he had 3.8, still received four targets. Then he had 12.8 on five targets, 16.2 on six targets, and 22 on six targets. And he caught how many touchdowns is this? That's one, and one is two, plus another one's three. Five touchdowns over the last four games of the season. Ended up catching eight touchdowns for the whole year, which I know really high mark for someone that missed. A cup missed. He only missed one game. There was a lot of t- weeks where he wasn't playing a full um, allotment of snaps, like he was later in the season. But what I want to say is, do we think that Alan Lazard's going to finish with more than five hundred yards? Just a quick yes/no from everyone here. Yes. Yeah, of yeah. course he is. Of course he is. So he's got a room to. He's got room to grow here, where he can have nine hundred yards and still give you eight touchdowns. That's going to give you a really solid wide receiver three. In fantasy, and if these target numbers, so like I said in those last games, he had seven, four, five, six, and six targets um, from Aaron Rodgers. If he's getting a consistent target share, and he is a big play guy, and he's gonna to score touchdowns like he has shown with Aaron Rodgers in the past, I think there's no reason why he can't finish as a really rock solid wide receiver three throughout the entire year, regardless of what happens with Christian Watson, regardless of how many touchdowns Robert Tonyan may catch. I think. And Rodgers is going to throw for 30-plus touchdowns. I don't care who's there. I just want a piece of this offense. And I think um, the relationship they built towards the end of last year indicates that he's going to be a big part of the offense. Um, He signed his restricted free agent tender. He's going to be there. He's now back at camp. So I think, uh, Alan Lazard, it's wheels up.
0: Yeah, I think what you touched on at the end there, Frank, is probably why I like him Um, because, you know, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, he's a baby, and if everyone is, everyone is new on this offense, and he he can kind of lean towards Alan Lazard because he trusts him, and um, I feel like just A Rod hates you if you if you fuck him over early in the season, but you know, Alan Lazard's not going to, um, yeah, I think I think it's a solid pick, you know, I just don't love it because it's Alan Lazard, but yeah, if it's a cheap way to the Green Bay Packers offense, and yeah, he's definitely winner of the offense. Uh Charlene, do you have any Alan Lazard takes?
1: No, I'm uh not any hot takes. I, I agree with everything Frank said. I don't think there's uh there's no no lies here. So no no uh nothing to disagree on. I think he's definitely got a very nice floor. He's probably got the the highest floor on the Green Bay Packers offense. I just think that. Uh, if you're going to draft him, just know. I, I don't know if he has a very high ceiling just because I don't think he's that amazing of an a, a actual prospect. But, you know, he like Andrew said, he is like the only guy uh, that, you know, Aaron Rodgers knows. Uh, he's played with him for years now. Um, So if you if you have Lazard, definitely keep him unless, unless someone's really wanting to buy him for a lot. But yeah, no, no, nothing to to add here. He's gonna he's gonna be good. He's gonna be he's gonna be very good. Um, before, disagree, before we finish, think. sorry, he, Alan Lazard's just not very good. But do you agree with the wide receiver three take?
2: Maybe I don't know. He finished. You don't think he? I, I just want to say he finished as the wide receiver forty-two last season with five hundred yards and eight touchdowns. Now I understand eight touchdowns in comparison to the yards is very high. Let's keep the touchdowns the same, and he gets more targets, more yards. That's going to put him inside the top 36 wide receivers in my mind. He's currently being drafted as the 50th wide receiver off the board in redraft, and I think he's going to outperform that. He's going behind guys like Devontae Parker, um, Russell Gage, Tyler Boyd, Jarvis Landry. I think that shouldn't be happening personally. Um, guys like Gabriel Davis. Again, maybe that's a hot take. Charlene, you probably don't want to hear that. But I think that that he's just going to be someone that's safe that you can plug in as a wide receiver three if you're playing in a deep dynasty league and you're not having to pay a wide receiver three price tag whatsoever. I do want to say, if you just to sort of go away from the dynasty take as well, like I said, he's going off the board as a wide receiver 50 in redraft. If you were to draft, that's basically the 11th round. You draft him in the 11th round. And then I'm just looking for Chris Godwin. He's currently going in the fourth round. Personally, that's too high for me. If you were to take Chris Godwin in the fourth round, he misses the first three weeks. Do we think Alan Lazard can have a good first three weeks of the season? Because I think that could happen. And then you just slide Chris Godwin back into your lineup after that. I mean, that's not a bad strategy.
0: Um, Yeah, but I'd rather just have Chris Godwin for the whole year.
2: Yeah, well, he's not. Yeah, but that's not he's the argument. He's the not. whole argument is like, I, I mean, my personal strategy for like a redraft league in the eleventh round would be to like back up my running back one, like, or handcuff a guy rather than have like the wide receiver thirty-eight. Like, I don't know, it doesn't thrill me. Just my two cents.
0: Frank, do you think Alonso has a future, like, for dynasty? What was that? Sorry, I get that. Do you think Alan Lazard has a future for Dynasty?
2: I think he's going to be a meddling wide receiver three. And in a, again, if you're in a deep league for a 12 team 12 team league with, you know, 10 starters, that's going to be a valuable piece. I think you can play him most weeks if if he gets consistent targets like we've seen him get in those last four games of the season, he's going to be I think he's going to have value. And I think he's a good enough player. In an offense led by Aaron Rodgers to put up enough points to still be valuable. Do you see spike weeks from Alan Lazard, like weeks where he goes for you know eight for a hundred and a touchdown, or you know four for seventy and two touchdowns, like weeks where he you know finishes as like a top twelve wide receiver for the week? Because they're the, that's the type of player I would want if I was you know picking a player to be like wide receiver thirty something. Like, I would want them to, you know, be having boom weeks, but also having bust weeks. But, you know, bust weeks when you can predict the bust week, like in a difficult matchup. But, you know, you see an easy matchup. You see green against their opponent's name. You can plug them in. Like, do you see that for and Lazard? Well, that's he what it. he's done in the past. That's basically, you know what I mean? He's gone for, you know... He would, You know, week 18 against Detroit, you know, you'd think that's a good matchup. You would have seen green there. And he went for five for 75 and two touchdowns earlier against Chicago. Green Bay always. I think that might have been week 14. Was it the week that Aaron Rodgers said he still owns Chicago? Maybe it was. I don't know. Actually, no, that was a different week. But regardless, he still went six. six. He went six for 75 and a touchdown there. Then another week he also went six for seventy-two in another touchdown, or you know, through these weeks earlier in the I season that, as well, still went five for sixty in a touchdown. Like those weeks are there in, in such a high powered offense, Fallon Lazard. I don't think the consistency is going to be there. But I think I, think,
1: I, I, I like I, I think the only way that he's gonna really hurt you is if he doesn't score touchdowns. And I don't see why he can't score five plus touchdowns this coming season. Like he's he's not I don't know I don't know if he can have a hundred and twenty plus yards and I don't know what kind of role he's actually gonna play because you know, Christian Watson and him are pretty much the same size. I don't know if they're gonna play this if they're gonna do the same thing. But uh th- the thing about Aaron Rodgers is he doesn't just chuck it up. You know, he, he he gives it to the guy that's open. So and he's clearly good at it in the red zone. So I, 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 I don't know. I think if if he's gonna have, if he's not gonna score any touchdowns next next season, then yeah, you're like Joe, you're right, and I, mean, I wouldn't want him as my wide receiver thirty something. But he can Ooh. have; he's he's had to, two touchdowns in a game in the past. He's had multiple games like that. Looking into Alan Lazard, like post by this previous season,
2: he's half PPR like scores per game seventeen point nine, followed by three point eight a 12.8, a 16.2, and then a 22-point game, which is the game Frank said against Detroit. I did mention if that, if that can carry on, well, yeah, sure. Um, I can agree with you. But, like, if we get this start of the season, Alan Lazard, where, you know, two points, four points, four points, one point, eight points, one point, two point, three points, all playing more than 60% of the snaps, um. You know that isn't what that just it's not it, you know, but if you can get this post by Alan Lazard this upcoming season, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah, but I think the what my point is, I think that is what you're getting. I think you will get that from Alan Lazard personally, yeah, and if you do, it'll be a good pick. Well, thanks, Shaw. Yeah. how about you bring how about you bring us your winner? I'm gonna put you under the microscope. Well, good because I'm going to pick a good player who for a while there in uh, fantasy circles really fell out of flavour. But I think he's going to bounce back this year and, um, you know, hit back hard in fantasy football. Frank, I'm going to read you some names here and uh, you tell me what they have in common. Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, Blake Bortles, Chase Daniel, Andy Dalton, and Chad Henny. I like where you're going with this. Um, they're all terrible quarterbacks,
1: Joel. Mm, Super Bowl winners, Super Bowl sorry winner, winner. winner yeah, winner. winner. And um, Matt Stafford,
2: good good player. I heard. I think he um I think he played really well recently in a game in January. I can't remember. Yeah, well, they're all of Alan Robinson's career quarterbacks, and he gets Matt Stafford next year doesn't take a genius to figure out that uh, I think Alan Robinson is going to bounce back. Um, you know, big body receiver has proven to be a wide receiver one in the past, which is where I was you know, sort of attacking you with the Al Lazard comp. Um, but <clears throat> I just think that Alan Robinson's going to bounce back. He's a good player. Um, he's been stuck just with so just horrible quarterback play. And he's always been a, He's always been my boy, going back to, you know, 2015, 2016. Um, and I just think he – just just that one season has dropped him in people's opinions, um, value. And I think this season – and, you know, I think he got a three-year contract. You're going to get good production from Alan Robinson with, you know, cheap – I'm not going to go lead winning upside, but wide receiver, top – Twenty top 15 wide receiver upside. Um, And I think that's what from where he was before the offseason, I think it is making him one of, if not the biggest winner of this offseason at wide receiver position. Yeah, I really love this. I really love this take, Joel, because uh, he is on my fantasy roster and I was so happy to hear that he's going to be paired up Alongside Cooper Cup with Matthew Stafford as their quarterback, especially with Odell leaving town, you had Robert Woods, Woods getting traded away. You didn't even touch on that. There's going to be so many targets in this offense that they throw the ball a bunch. Um, he's still only be 29 years old when the season starts. I think he's, you know, if I'm I'm looking at his cap hit and his dead his dead cap here, they're not going to really be able to cut him until the 2025 season. So. He's gonna have 2022, 2023, and 24 with Matthew Stafford. With Matthew Stafford contracted all the way through till then as well. I think you're gonna get three solid years of production. And you know, to say he's got top 15 upside, I think is correct. I think we saw, we saw what um, Robert Woods was in a what you know a lot of people considered a down year for Robert Woods. I'm gonna have a look and see where he actually finished for the year last year. But you know, he was a complete disappointment in a lot of circles. You know, he finishes the wide receiver 51, but he only played nine games. I think his points per game had him inside of the top 15. So I think, you know, to think that Alan Robinson couldn't do the same thing as Robert Woods did last season, um, I think it's exactly what's going to happen. And I'm really here for it. And Alan Robinson never was really like a high touchdown fantasy option. Like he had that one, you know, 14 touchdown season, you know, when he like boomed before the ACL tear. But like, The you know, the seasons where he, you know, was consistently like, you know, um, wide receiver 7 in PPR, wide receiver 9 in PPR before last year, he only had six touchdowns and seven touchdowns. Like, Matt Stafford's probably – Matt Stafford is likely to throw for, you know, roughly that 35-touchdown mark. Um, You know, let's give 12 to Cooper Cup. Why can't Matt – why can't Alan Robinson have –
0: you know, nine
1: pushing
0: double-digit touchdowns. Well, oh, only...
1: uh, now you go, Sheldon, go. Uh, I 100% agree. And the thing that, like, people don't even talk about is that if they don't have a run game, because if Cam Akers is actually not good, like, if he actually does not recover, they're going to pass even more. And they're already a heavy, heavy pass offense as it is. Because if if they don't have Cam Akers and they have to rely on Darnell Anderson, who is not reliable, as well, like th- it's just gonna be like that. That's what makes me excited about having Cooper Cup. Is like even though he had a great season last year, his touchdowns can go up because I I don't know, I, like I don't want to get into the Cam Akers argument, but like if he's not that good, it's just gonna be wheels up for both these wide receivers, um and. Like you said, he he might not have to have a thousand yards, which he's a hundred percent going to be. I, I reckon he's he's definitely going to have at least a hundred one thousand yards. Let's say he doesn't, he's there's no way he doesn't have north of of nine touchdowns because there's so many touchdowns in this offense because it's such a high powered offense, top five offense in the league. There's so many points that goes around. Um, it's there's a, there's literally two guys there. Like it's, they, they got Higby who's coming back from an injury. He's going to catch maybe six. And then what, what do you got? Like three touchdowns going to like the running backs, maybe two to the other, you know, maybe, Oh yeah, Van Jefferson, maybe he gets five. Like there's still so many left on the table. So it's, 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 it's exciting for if you're Alan Robinson over. Oh Yeah.
2: I'm very excited.
1: If Alan Robinson just sucks, like if yeah. that
2: last year was it, like he just sucks now, which if but, you, that, that's the only argument for why you think Alan Robinson is not, you know, a great fantasy option this year. I but do just want to just confirm sucks. as well, Robert Woods, wide receiver 17 in points per game last year. Personally, I think Alan Robinson's a better player than Robert Woods. I just don't think he wanted to play for Chicago. And mm-hmm. that had a lot to do with why he was so bad yeah and if that's the I think that's the general consensus and you know with that being what people think um yeah Alan Robinson big big winner
0: and like what if Cooper Cup isn't as good like you know what I'm saying like what if he's not the white Randy Maltz, and they need to lean on someone else like he was fucked last year like A-Rob can help I think more than Robert Woods can so yeah I can't really disagree with Alan Robinson it's just how, just really quickly, how high do you think he can go? Like, as a fantasy finish, everyone?
2: I think top 15, where Joel had him, is a good, good spot. Yeah, same. We're, really, we're not really uh, being brave enough here. We should, someone, someone here needs to take ownership and say he's going to finish top 10. But no, I think top 15 is a good spot. I reckon he finishes somewhere between 12
1: and 20. You want to be all in on
0: Alan Robinson as a podcast?
1: I'm going twelve to fifteen. he I don't think he can get top ten, but if what if he finishes as wide receiver eleven, I would what would not you be trade for Allen Robinson? In a dynasty league? Yeah. That's a good question.
2: Because I feel like halfway through last season you could have got him cheaper's chips.
1: Yeah. And Confirm. like now would have
2: done it. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you guys trade? Alan, like, for Alan Robinson. Like, let me just spit out some uh, ADPs that are, you know, around the Alan Robinson range. Um, Alan Robinson or Brandon Cooks? Oh, A-Rob. Good chat, Charlie. Um, Alan uh, Robinson. Sorry, Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson. Ayuk. Alan Robinson. Yeah, probably Robinson. Uh, Mike Williams. That's tough. That's yeah, tough too. How that's old's tough Mike one. Williams? Let me I want to I want to make an informed decision. He's
1: 20,
2: 27. Here. Oh, so they're really not even that far apart. And they both Mark got three-year extensions. For time. You say they're not far apart. Alan no, Johnson's 30 this year, isn't
1: he? He's 28 turning 29. Oh, he's 28 turning 29. I think he's 29 turning 30. Okay,
2: I think um, you have to you have to go Mike Williams because he was a, a wide receiver one last year. And Herbie can throw 50 touchdowns. And last one, because I think we've reached roughly about where we are. I'm going to make Frank pick. Um, Mike Thomas, Alan Robinson. Oh, gross. Yeah, but I want to make Frank pick. <laughs> it's it's got to be Alan Robinson because we don't know whether Mike Thomas, Mike Thomas is going to see the field. I still believe in Mike Thomas. I mean, as soon as Just he's on the boy. field... As soon as he's on the field, he's gonna be a if he's half the player he was, he's still gonna be a top 20 receiver.
1: Well, Frank, let's let's also throw some trades at you. Let's just throw them from my team and see who you'd trade Alan Robinson for. Yeah, I know, because you have
2: been sniffing around a little bit, Charlene. Let's ask if we can be able to deal no, with that. No, I'm
1: not. You're the you're the guy that's coming to me, buddy. Anyway. <laughs> all right. So would you trade um Alan Robinson for Terry McLaurin?
2: that's tough I think I think value-wise you kind of have to but I know the way my team's currently constructed I'd rather have Alan Robinson but value-wise I think Terry McLaurin's worth more
1: would you trade Alan Robinson for Juju and a 23 second
2: that's tough that's really tough depends how you feel about Juju so I personally don't I'm not a believer, so I think I'll have to say um, I'd rather Alan Robinson. But if you're a believer in Juju Smith-Schuster, I think that's an easy decision.
1: All right. Oh, I was going to say the last one, but I want to do two more. Uh, Alan Robinson straight up for Antonio Gibson.
2: Oh, I think Again, I think you still have to go Antonio Gibson, but I don't want to, so I wouldn't do it. But I think if we're talking values, Antonio Gibson's still got to be. But, gee, he's had a horrific offseason.
1: All right, last one. Antonio Gibson for Stephon Diggs. Oh, wait, hold on. I just completely stuffed that up. I was going to have a joke. Don't even worry about it.
2: You bet Sal Robinson for Stephon Diggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, do that in a heartbeat. Stefan Diggs. Uh, you're oh, yeah, never going to
1: get it. You wish, buddy. You wish.
0: Don't get my hopes up. All right. That's all right.
1: That's right. oh. Stefan Diggs, guys.
0: I just uh, finished my Mars bar and um, I'll get into my winner. Um, you know, just quick question to the listeners Are Mars bars the best chocolate bars? I think yes. Um, hit up Frank Sickleese on Instagram if, uh, if you disagree. But, uh, um, <laughs> Anyway, uh, my winner, wide receiver C.D. Lamb. Now, he's C.D. Lamb has just done a bit of a Steve Bradbury at the Winter Olympic Games. Um, listeners, if you don't know, speed skater was in dead last around the the home stretch; everyone else fell over, and he's won. So, C.D. Lamb. Has you got to look it up.
2: That you got to look it up. words can't do it
0: justice. Greatest yeah, really sporting can't. like act ever. So what, what I mean by that is AJ Brown, downgrade, DK Metcalf, downgrade, Dante Adams, downgrade, Tari Kill and Jalen Waddle, downgrade, Debo Samuel, downgrade. Hey guys, that leaves CeeDee Lamb. He's, he's just wide receiver three out of everyone else sucking. Well not sucking, but getting downgraded. And CeeDee Lamb improved, like Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. Gallup, ACLT, and. And like he's been awesome his first two seasons. He just hasn't had the touchdowns. You know he's had 110 targets, a 1, thousand yards both years. He's only had five touchdowns in both those years. And in college he had 11 and 14 touchdowns. So like he can do it. He's age 23. Um. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong for saying he's wide receiver three? Looking forward, Frank, Charlie, and Joel. Um. I just think.
2: Yeah, I would have him there. So you've obviously got Chase and you got Jefferson. And then for me, it's C.D. Lamb right after. And I, I really like the analogy. All these guys getting downgraded, like you mentioned. Um, it's C.D. Lamb still sitting there. His value is probably, you know, slightly increased since last year with Amari Cooper out of town. And he's, you know, he's almost the last guy there. And he's he's going to eat with Dak um, under center. I mean, I expect the Cowboys to be. Um, pretty well balanced. I think they'll, you know, give teams a healthy, healthy dose of the run, but there's going to be more than enough to go around for CD Lamb to uh, have a massive season.
1: Uh, I'm very excited to see him and in this role, just be the clear cut number one, and see how he handles it. See if he can. He's actually that guy. Um, look, at, if if you if everyone thinks that he hasn't been that good because, you know, you see. Jamar and you see Jay Jeff's and how they're on another planet. Like he's literally only been in the league. This is gonna be his third year. And this is a perfect perfect year to break out, you know, he's it's gonna be at his almost at his peak physically. Um he's gotten literally no one else there to compete with him like he's got surrounding pieces that's just going to help him but he doesn't it's not a 1a 1b anymore it's just just him it's just cd lamp um i i still think there's a a pretty big gap between him and cd uh cd and j jefferson and jamar but there's i don't in dynasty that's you know you you take jamar you take jefferson and then that's who you take next like like that's the guy. So, 100% agree with you. If he's got top five potential in redraft as well, like if if you go running back, running back, I'm pretty sure you can go CD in the third round. So he's a value as well um, in redraft leagues. Um, so I'm very excited. I 100% agree with you. Um, he's he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna eat this year. Yeah, like <clears throat> if
2: he's good, he's gonna be so good. Like like. I think the biggest question mark is if like CD Lamb is a true number 1 wide receiver. Um and if he is, uh, with this offense in the position he's in, yeah, he's just going to be good. Um and yeah, I do like the analogy because he was a bit, you know, out of a bit out of flavor um you know with low touchdown numbers. Um but yeah, if he can get it all together and be what We all think I I think we all think CD Lamb's good, you know, has some drops every now and then. But um, I think if we all think he can put it all together, um, he's going to be the man. Like it's going to be great.
0: Yeah, and I mean Amari Cooper, um, I haven't searched this, but I feel like he just gets you know eight to ten touchdowns every year. Um, So yeah, I think CD touchdown have to go up. And yeah, that's I just think yeah CD Lamb. I mean, CeeDee Lamb or Cooper Cup is a good question. Wide receiver three. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't have him after wide receiver four. If you have Cooper Cup at three, you know, power to you. not going to fight you about it. Uh, yeah, but I think CeeDee Lamb's a big winner. Um, Frank, do you want to run us through your loser or is anyone else keen to talk about losers?
2: No, I'm keen to start us off with a loser because this is a player that... uh. I probably spent a lot of last season really planting my flag on this player and I still think they're incredibly talented. I still think that they're going to have a really good uh, career and I think they can be really good for fantasy even this year as well. But I just think the ceiling isn't quite going to be there and I think what's happened this offseason is going to be quite a downgrade for New York Giants wide receiver Kadarius Toney. So we started uh, you know, this offseason cycle hoping that Kadarius Toney is going to be, you know, Put the injuries behind him. Be fully healthy. Be committed to this team. We started the off season with trade rumors. They're going to trade former first round pick Kadarius Tony. Only one season after they drafted him in the first round. Obviously, a different um, management team there. But again, that's not a good sign. That, you know, first round pick after one season, they're looking to trade that player. Despite the fact that he flashed, you know, his talent as a uh, as a rookie in just the limited sample size we saw. Um, that was then followed up with. Him having to get off-season surgery. Um, I believe it's not. It wasn't serious, but it was on his knee. Um, I think it was arthroscopic surgery. So obviously, nothing to be too concerned about. But definitely not a positive again. And then the NFL draft rolls around. You think that the Giants are going to be happy with their wide receiver room? Um, you know, they obviously pay, paid all that money um, to Kenny Galladay. They drafted Terrence Tony in the first round last year. They don't quite have an established quarterback. They've got plenty of holes on the roster. I personally didn't expect the New York Giants to take Wondell Robinson in the second round of the draft. Honestly, he's a similar player. Maybe he's not quite the athlete that Kadarius Tony is, but obviously, in the NFL, things do translate differently. And, you know, he could be successful at the next level. Um, prior to the draft, wasn't a massive fan of the prospect profile. But with the draft capital that the Giants have given him, considering it's a new um, management team, they're obviously going to preference their guy. So the coach, the coaching staff was hired before the draft. And then they've decided to pick a guy who has a similar skill set to Kadarius Tony. And then why would they use Kadarius Tony more than the guy that they selected in the second round? So I think his role is going to be diminished from what it could have been. And it's possible that Wando Robinson's just better. But again, I personally don't think that, but he has to be a loser of the offseason. Would you guys agree? Uh,
0: yeah, sorry. I was, I was on mute. But um, I mean, Frank, are you scared of like Kenny Galladay, Darius Slayton? Like, is the only person you're scared of Wanda Robinson? Like, just a question. Well, I
2: think that he's got to be a loser. I still think he can be successful in fantasy. But they're paying Kenny Galladay all that money. I think he's going to be on the field. I think they don't have enough talent behind him to warrant him not being on the field, which is fine. Kenny Galladay doesn't scare me. But Wanda Robinson's got a similar skill set, can, you know, run a lot of the routes close to the line of scrimmage, which is what we saw Kadarius Toney do. Um, in his limited sample size as a rookie as well. So I think he's going to eat into that role. I don't think he's not a burner over the top. He's not going to go past defenders, but he's going to be able to beat them at the line of scrimmage. And I think that's what Wondell Robinson does um, at the same time. So I think that they're just going to eat into each other's production and you're not going to get that kind of upside. You're hoping from Kadarius Toney. In addition to this offense, not having the kind of ceiling that it could possibly have because of the quarterback play of Daniel Dimes. Um, obviously new coaching staff, Brian Dayball coming across from the Buffalo Bills is going to be, I think it's going to be an upgrade for this offense, but it could also mean that Saquon Barkley is, you know, is going to catch more balls out of the backfield. They've come out and said that that's what they want to do. Again, that's grow just up, into the possible production. Grow up. <laughs> Saquon <laughs> Barkley is going to be involved in the passing game. Well, I personally think that. And then the know, I just really don't sure. think there's enough points to go yeah, around really in sure. this Giants offense for Kadarius Tony. To be an elite option, or to be even a top twenty-five option at the position. Did this just happen since you traded him, or? Well, I traded him right basically immediately after the draft, so that was a lot of it had to do with that decision that the management made. And now you don't like him. I think I've said the entire time just now. I think that he's a talented player. I think he's still going to have fantasy success. But as long as a guy that they the new management drafted in the second round is on the team, they're going to be eating each other's, into each other's production and there's not going to be enough to go around in this lackluster Giants offense with Daniel and, Jones at quarterback. Yeah. What's with the Danny Dimes? Hey, this is a pro Danny Dimes podcast. We like Danny <laughs> You're the only pro Daniel Dimes person I've ever met he's going to be okay. They get they get an actual coach instead of a dude running QB sneaks on third and nine. <laughs> like, what the hell was that? Um, they actually address the offensive line for the first time in half a decade. Um, they get healthier. The scheme improves. They get better weapons. This team might not be like dog shit. They might, you know, be half competitive. And, like, the quarterbacks, they – The quarterback play they get when Daniel Jones isn't there is, like, the worst. So, Daniel Jones, like, from what he compares to from the other quarterbacks that play for the New York football Giants, like, he doesn't – he's not that bad. And, like, we've seen Tony have that big blow-up game against the Cowboys when, like, you know, he was the only one there. But he still did it. Like, he had 189 yards and Ben Circle whinges about it every time we mention his name. But, like, I don't know. I don't think he's a big loser. Like, just because they drafted Wondale Robinson, who's, like, 5'7". Like, Frank, it's another one of your guys that you're drumming up and he's a midget and he's not going to be good. Like, so he might be – he'll be – did you miss the part where they tried to trade him and he had knee surgery? It doesn't sound like a good offseason to me. Yeah, but everyone has knee surgery. I don't know. It's just, I don't think he's a huge loser compared to where he was and where he is now. The only uh, difference is off your roster and onto someone else. <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: the only take I've got on it is uh not a big one because we I've like never, Daniel Jones, just to close on that. <laughs> I've never been a have never been a big Tony fan. Um, but I think the only person that's gonna get in his way if he comes back and wants to be, you know, a big fantasy contributor is himself. So if he's like gets all his off-field stuff sorted. I know he's a bit of a weird guy, and and he um, actually, you know, turns up to training camp. He stays healthy, which is the his biggest problem. I definitely don't. I definitely don't think the stuff that you know Frank's Frank has said is gonna affect him in any way. If he's that good as that one game, then he's gonna be fine. Um, no, like yeah, but,
0: we're, we're with Frank. That he's yeah. a loser, but not because what's happened is.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah I just think I just think that he's just a loser but if he's as good as you know everyone thinks that he can be you know he could I don't think that that stuff that like everything that you've listed is gonna affect him in any way but I just don't think he's that good so I think he's just a loser so I guess he's part of the losers
0: mm-hmm.
1: And that's my take. Uh, let's go into my loser. Now that I uh, said loser like five times in the last 10 seconds, um, I'm going to go with uh, one of my favorite wide receivers of all time. Uh, one year I had him in, in fantasy in redraft league, and he caught the most impossible catch in the world. He like, he was going out of bounds in the red zone, and he caught it like, like behind his back in the air doing a front flip, and he came down with it like, just got his toes in and I thought I won my first fantasy title ever I started running around the house oh good times but I end up losing that it was sad don't want to talk about it anymore um it's DeAndre Hopkins I think he's a loser this offseason just because uh, especially in dynasty I think this is mostly for dynasty Um, because of that six game suspension I don't know even though you know people's going to people are going to say you know it's just a it's it's just something that's happened something that you know he's just got unlucky for it's just going to be he's going to serve the six games and it's not going to affect him in, in, in any other way again I don't know it just it doesn't feel right to me you know he's, he's never had any of these kind of problems in the past he's never need, needed to use anything before that that he he's not allowed to use, but, you know, he's coming off his first, you know, injury riddled season. And when he did play, the only reason he was, you know, in a, a top 15 wide receivers, because he had eight touchdowns and that's not something that he normally does. He's not a big touchdown guy. Uh, so uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm i not very excited about him because he is, you know, going to his age 30 season. Um, he, they just got, uh Hollywood Brown. Uh look, that's probably a good thing. Uh but if if Kyler actually decides to spread it even more that he than he was last year and DeAndre Hopkins isn't the guy, you know, there's no one else that and that's how he's been his whole career. It just scares me a little bit. Uh he's still gonna be great because I, I, I still think he's gonna be good. But there's just a lot of things that scare me and with the six get like with the PEDs he was taking, I think there was a reason he was taking it. Uh, I don't know if I'm just being like a, uh, like trying to find something that's actually not there. But he's never conspiracy I, theory, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was about to
2: say conspiracy theory, Charlene. Nothing wrong with DeAndre Hopkins, everyone.
1: Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's it, he's if it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't. Even if he did come back, and he got. He you know, he got injured again uh because he, he's getting old and he's played a lot of games and he's just there's a lot of wear and tear in that body. But I've always believed that he's like a Larry, Larry Fitz type of wide receiver. He doesn't need uh a lot of uh, athleticism in his game. He's a route runner, like at heart, like that's how he gets open. He's always open. Um so we'll see, but that's why I think he's 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 my loser of the offseason.
0: Hey Frank, remember when you like flexed on me that you got D Hop for uh, Chris Godwin? Yeah, it was yeah, before
1: you, it was before
2: the suspension. Thank you very much, and I still like it. I still got some extra draft capital out of you. It's fine,
0: don't you worry, buddy. No, no, yeah. When when you need D Hop, he'll be he'll be available for you. Like it's fine, but I just thought I'd mention it. But yeah, um, it's not great. Like six games, is it? Six games? I think yeah. Um, yeah, six games. But, yeah, maybe he's just been hanging out with Will Fuller, the Houston boys, just sucking on those PEDs. But um, it's real – yeah, it's, he's a clear loser of the offseason. And if, like, um, Kyler and Hollywood get that connection going, um, you never know. But, Frank, do you like this for Kyler? Like, do you, you're the big Kyler guy, the D-Hop guy. How are you feeling? Give us, a, give us the temperature.
2: Like you said, I think DeAndre Hopkins is going to be there when I need him um, towards the end of the season. Um, You know, come playoff time, come, you know, the late season push to make playoffs, whatever it might be, I think they're going to be available and they're going to be firing like they always do. Um, I understand you said that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins last year, he was only good because he's catching touchdowns. I don't think we should expect that he's not going to catch touchdowns again. He caught eight touchdowns through 10 games. And, I mean, he's going to have double-digit touchdowns with Kyler Murray as his quarterback. I think that's going to be something that happens. Obviously, we need him to play as me- all the games he needs to play after the suspension. But he could go at one touchdown um, per game for the rest of the season when he gets back. It's interesting, interesting to see how ready he is to go after the suspension, Where they're going to ease him back into the lineup. That'll hurt um, in the first few weeks. But I think he'll be ready to go, and I think they're going to you know, get that connection back on like Charliam said as well, despite all the shortcomings that might be happening with Hopkins as he gets older, as he deals with injuries or suspension, um, he gets open as a route runner. He's obviously very athletic. You know, he high points the ball really well, and that ability may start to diminish as he, you know, as he gets into his thirties. Now that he's thirty years old, but he does still run crisp for us. He's still going to get open, um, and then with Hollywood Brown there, that's fine. I've got no issue with Hollywood Brown. Coming to town. I think it's going to, you know, take some attention away from uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, target share might come down a little, but then you've also got the likes of Christian Kirk's out of town as well. So, I mean, Christian Kirk did see a lot of targets, believe it or not. So I think we're going to end up somewhere, instead of DeAndre Hopkins being, you know, a legitimate top five wide receiver, he could be somewhere between, you know, 10 to 15.
1: Yeah nah then that's why I think he's a loser he he also, just to add on that, he never had uh he never had a hundred yards last season didn't hit the, I don't even think he had ninety yeah he didn't have 90, 90 yards one game. he also didn't have ten targets bar one game, and that is pretty much his game like that's that's what the andre hopkins is he's his he's a high target high catch high yardage guy. He's, he's pretty much him and Julio are very like similar they're in the same boat they don't they're not touchdown like reliable guys so if if, if he does change into that like uh I'll, I'm happy to be wrong but it's just not something that he's known for but if if he's going to change and then that, that's what he's going to be he's going to be a red zone threat um he you know that's what he has to kind of turn into now because he he doesn't have the option to be that guy to be the guy just fed the ball like 10 to 15 times a game so that's the stuff that scares me about him if he if he is a top 15 wide receiver it's not going to surprise me it's deandre hopkins but i think the days of him being in the top five even almost like top eight uh they're gone all
2: right that's fine by you charlene we'll wait and see how he goes when he gets back i can't wait to see him back on the field personally. Who do you have as your loser of
0: the off-season, Andrew? Oh, he's, he's called up me. Okay, Frank. Um, I have pretty low-hanging fruit, really. Um, Tyler Lockett. I was going to throw DK Metcalf in there, but I'm not. Um, I think Tyler Lockett gets impacted more by Russ Wilson getting traded to Denver. Shout-out, Denver, Frank. Um, yeah, the let's go Broncos. Are. Ordering your ticket to the big game. Um, oh, can't
2: wait. Bronco, Broncos versus Raiders. Uh, what is it? 20th of November. Can't wait to see all the listeners there. All right, get down there, guys. Go Broncos.
0: Go Raiders. Um, anyway, it's just like Russ and Lockett, they had this like unreal connection. I don't know how many years ago it was, but you remember that next-gen catch? It was like 99% impossible to make or something. But anyway... But it felt like they did that shit on the weekly. But, um, I mean, listeners, you guys pull up Kyle Lockett's uh, fantasy points this season. And, I mean, it doesn't take a genius to figure out when he was playing with and without Russell Wilson. Um, weeks four through ten, I think he didn't have Russ. Um, I think it might have been week five. But anyway, um, with Russ, he had eight touchdowns in 12 games. Without Russ, he didn't have a touchdown at all. Um, and it went like 24, 27, 16, 24, like with Russ, and then it went 4.4, 4.5, 4. 2.2. he had one blow-up again game, game against the Jags with uh, with Big Gino. And um I uh, I rolled Tyler Lockett out that week. Gee, that was a ballsy move. But um yeah, I just Drew lock is bad at football. Don't know if that's controversial, Frank. Um, but He's always been a boom bust guy, Tyler Lockett, but with Russ, you could kind of uh, bank on that boom actually coming. With Drew Lock, I, you can't bank on it. Like, I'm just looking at my roster right now. I don't even know if I'll field Tyler Lockett, He's age 29, on the decline, really wanting him, him to get traded. Uh, Seattle's a mess. I really don't want anything to do with it. And yeah, that's, that's my loser. Um, I wasn't ballsy enough to say DK Metcalf is a loser because I still think he might get his, but Tyler Lockett, big loser for mine. Joel, you are the DK Metcalf guy. How do you like the Seattle situation?
2: Yeah, no, you can't really enjoy it, can you? Oh, for the loser category part of this show, like I think there's like a lot of names you can attack. And, like, I'm not sure how, like, low-hanging fruit these are, but there's, like, they're, and they're not, like, they're big names, too. Like, and if you want to discuss them as losers, I, you know, feel free to. Um, And, you know, these might be controversial, but I'm going to call them losers of the off-season. Devontae Adams, Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Kill, DK Metcalf, Deontay Johnson, Terry McLaurin. Um, Devontae Smith, um, Elijah Moore. Um, I'm gonna go Amari Cooper, a loser, um, for this season anyway. Without Deshaun Watson, I think we can project that. Um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has been touched on, Michael Thomas for Frank fans. Um, you know, there's a lot of big name losers of the offseason. Now, do you guys want to discuss any of them or argue the point?
0: I'll argue the Amari Cooper one. Really? You
2: think going from Dak Prescott to whoever the Cleveland third-string quarterback is because they're not going to have Baker or Deshaun?
0: I pull up the Cleveland Browns wide receiver depth chart. EPJ ain't it, guys? Yeah, they
2: drafted ah.
1: David Bell in the second round. I don't care. I don't want like no one there I'm, unless you're going to talk me into Baker playing. And even if he does play, I don't know, man. Like him being on your team's awesome.
0: What Amari Cooper? Yeah. What? I'll be rolling him up against you now. We're coming, man. Coop's we're coming. We are coming. Oh, you two are coming. Week three, buddy. Yeah, get ready. But everyone else, Joel said, definitely was a loser of the off season. But I still like them as players. Maybe. Deontay Johnson was a bit hot takey for mine, but
2: yeah, I right. don't like the Deontay Johnson as a loser take. So he had Juju leave town, and then they've obviously brought in their rookie wide receiver in the second round. Um, Georgie Pickens, yeah, George Pickens. Um, but then why is he a downgrade? I think Ben, the corpse, I understand that Ben Roethlisberger hyper target Deontay Johnson, but we still got the same coaching staff and. You know, the laws of probability suggest that a combination of Mitchell Trubisky and baby hands Kenny Pickett are going to be better than Big Ben. And it's not, like we th- it's not like we can say that Najee Harris is going to be more involved than he was last year
0: because it's really not possible that he's more involved. Joel's, Joel's projecting 500 carries for Najee Harris.
2: He's a workhorse. No, so if you want to walk me through why Deontay Johnson's a loser, I'm willing to listen Joel, but I think the targets are still going to be quite high. Well, that's tough, might that would be the argument. Like if you think the targets are going to maintain at like a 12 per game or something ridiculous. These these are his targets. 10, 12, 13, 2, 13, 13, 6, 13, 13, 14, 11, 10, 5. 9, 15, 10. I just don't know if that is going to be sustainable. And frankly, like, his receptions, like, the amount of receptions for the targets he got wasn't that impressive. Like, um, and he doesn't score a lot of touchdowns, and I don't think that's going to improve with a rookie quarterback and Mitch Trubisky as the combination, even though this is a pro-Mitch Trubisky podcast. Um, and yeah we just don't know like I don't think it's an. I, I definitely don't think it's an upgrade for Deontay Johnson he doesn't wow me as a player and without Big Ben targeting him, you know every third pass attempt like I don't know I wouldn't be as excited this season with Deontay Johnson as I was going into you know previous seasons or you know before they drafted a rookie quarterback
1: well, I'll just quickly add on before you start, Frank, because I am Team Joel here. Because he had, just to help Joel out a bit, he had 169 targets last year. He caught 107 passes. Yeah, he, he was wide receiver 8 in PPR leagues and wide receiver 12 in standard leagues. Like I, I 100% think that he's not repeating that. He's not a top 10 wide receiver this year. Uh, Big Ben wasn't good. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with anyone who's gonna say that but what Big Ben does do is he hyper targets his number one and I don't know if that's gonna happen again because if he doesn't if he if he does do the same thing because of the coaching staff I don't know if they they can they can replicate what Big Ben does I mean here Big Ben did did the same thing with AB he was just Good back then and ab's way better so i think that if you think that he's gonna finish how he finished and he's gonna have this many targets again and he's actually gonna catch the balls again i know that that's an old argument to have but um i just don't think mitch trubisky or kenny pickett are gonna are gonna do the same thing i think they're gonna spread it around because you know they're they're completely different quarterbacks and it's you know they have a lot of weapons in their offense. There's so many weapons there, uh, so uh, that that's why I I definitely agree with Joel. All uh, right, for dynasty,
0: um, DJ Moore or Deontay Johnson? DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Uh, Chris Godwin. Uh, or Deontay Johnson.
2: How old Chris Godwin? Twenty six. God, yeah. I think I'll go Deontay Johnson. Godwin.
0: Uh, Michael Pittman. Deontay Johnson. Penny City.
2: Deontay. Uh,
0: Rashard Bateman. Deontay Johnson.
1: Deontay yeah, Johnson.
0: Jalen Waddle. Oh. oh, it's tough. Um, Don
1: Waddle
2: for age, just because age. Yeah, I know. The, uh, yeah, the age is hard. Yeah, i have to go Waddle.
0: Uh, I think we sit on like wide receiver twelve ish. Deontay, are we all happy with that, or yeah, I'm still not happy. I still with that.
2: think I he's like very. Uh, I think he's very underrated. Still, I think he that target share. I don't think it's going anywhere. So it's, that's just obviously that's where we differ. But I just I personally don't think
0: it's going anywhere.
1: But I wouldn't trade
0: him. I wouldn't trade Terry for him.
2: That's
1: not Hagi. Yeah. What? No, I wouldn't trade Terry. Both wheels offered you.
2: No, there's no, no way he's just said that. Terry McLaurin, mate, he's gone.
1: He's terrible. No. Uh,
0: was it Terry, I, I winner I, or a loser? I just
1: I, Is Terry no, a sure. winner or a loser? I don't think he's either. I think, I, I think he's the same. What? What? You? He did. You did. Did you say he was a loser, John? I rattled off a lot of names. He would have. <laughs> yeah. Okay so what
2: What, what just because they this. drafted
1: Jahan Dotson and they didn't get a
0: quarterback Went sucks bro It's just he yeah.
1: sucks but it's the same he's he's the same if not a little bit better than but they're
2: um, going to be in an awful situation next year. Like, their defense is going to lift them to, like, be 7 and 10 or 8 and 9. And then they're going to be thinking, we need a quarterback upgrade. They're going to have, like, pick 14 in the draft. And they're not going to be able to do anything. They're just going to be stuck in mediocrity.
1: Yeah, I, I hope he
2: gets traded. But, like, I just think he's awesome. That's, I mean, if you're willing yeah. to die on that hill, I think DK Metcalf's awesome, but he's a loser too.
1: He's a loser. I just think I I just think he's just sideways.
2: Mm. He's just the yeah. same. Just having receivers that aren't the top three was just a bit of a shit time in the off season.
1: Yeah, I kind I of to touched on that
0: with Ceedee Lamb, but uh...
1: I I really want to know how much he he wants to get paid, scary Terry, because I just don't get why well, they don't trade him to Green Bay. It just doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. So basically, what's our strategy? Get Jamar Chase, Jamar, uh, Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, and then yikes to everyone else.
1: <laughs> <laughs> In hey, red drive, hey I think so. Diggs is
0: fine. Yeah. He well, doesn't win, Whatever he did last, he's gonna season. be. He's gonna be top five. Yeah, probably with Josh Allen. Yeah, and and shout out Mike Evans.
1: Oh, yeah, Mike Evans will
0: be up there. But anyway, to quickly close the pod, um, Frank, what have you been up to? What's happening? What's coming up?
2: Uh, no, not much. We got a couple of weeks oh, break even from basketball. basketball. Did you? Oh, did, do we really? Yeah, because we've got school holidays, sadly. So we don't have basketball. Um, what? But we did get done on Sunday, but there was a positive. Your boy did pull up for about, three probably a third of the court like way way downtown um we're down 12 points like two minutes to go and i'm like let's let it fly knocked down an incredibly deep three-pointer i've been watching steph curry in the finals so i thought i'd take some inspiration knocked it down so uh, that was good
0: but other than that not too much
1: so we lost by
0: 11
1: 11 interesting
0: and quickly, just to close, everyone's favourite chocolate bar. I, I touched on this earlier. I'm a Mars bar guy. It
1: has, has to be a specific bar, like a bar? Yeah, it has to be a
0: bar. Yeah, okay. like you're, going uh, to, you're going to a milk bar and there's chocolates there. Which one are you grabbing?
1: Oh, You can't go wrong with a Kit Kat, but I'm not going to argue with you. Good, on I'll take Mars. Kit Kat. I'm, gonna, I'm, also, I'm also a big Snickers guy because I'm black. M&M's are great. Like, you can't top them for mine.
2: Just M&M's? So I could munch on them these bad boys for. It. It's not a chocolate bar. <laughs> As you said, going to a milk bar. You going to the Batehaven News Agency. There's M&M's there. Shout out Batehaven News Agency. On, no, on that controversial I, I... note, let's wrap up the pod. Right. Thank you for a good Bye, night, boys. Dude. Thank you, for the listeners, for tuning in. And uh, have a great <laughs> night, everyone. Bye, Catch
1: friends. Them. Bye, boys. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Addict
0: Dynasty podcast. Follow the podcast on Instagram at NFL Fantasy Addict. And be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to make sure you don't miss a second
2: of the action.